morning. Good morning, Mike Broomhead. I see you still have your hat. I do. I do. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Jamie. It's that was crazy be, yesterday. It, it was it was a little crazy. It's gonna be um it's gonna be a crazy day for different reasons today, don't you think? Oh, uh yes, I I, I believe so. <laughs> I believe so as well. It should be an interesting day. Thanks everyone for being here. Uh we are going to have wall-to-wall comfort coverage of the uh, indictment of former President Trump. As a matter of fact, just kind of give you a quick rundown. The expectations are somewhere between 9 and 10 a.m. We are expecting uh, this to start to begin to happen. We're going to be covering it then. And then a little bit after 11 o'clock, these are all Arizona times, we're expected uh, to have some other proceedings that will happen. And I think we're going to cover a lot of that. So here's what I would do if I were you. If you haven't already downloaded the KTAR news app, please do it. What will happen is if something happens, any news breaks, you'll get notified with a text message. You can either read the story or listen live from your device whenever it's going on. It's really, truly the only news app I use, and it is a, it is a great way to consume news, and you'll be notified when things are happening. Um, a couple of things I want you to hear. Uh, we're going to go to some of the national audio. Aaron Katursky from ABC News. Uh, the decision was made that there will be no cameras in the courtroom. We're not going to see very much of him. He's going to enter through a side door under heavy guard, ride a special elevator up to the 15th floor that will deposit him just steps from the courthouse where he's going to appear before the judge. And that judge declined to allow television cameras inside the room. A few still photographers will be allowed to take some pictures. You know, the big concern in New York is protesters. There is a there is a large police presence in, in Manhattan, and uh, this is a very busy courthouse. A lot of the day has been tabled, and so that the, it's a lot easier to secure if that's possible in uh, in the big city. So I want you to hear a little bit of this. this. is also an ABC News report about protesters. We are starting to finally see more action within the last hour. A small group of anti-Trump protesters have showed up. They set up and assembled about a block from Trump Tower holding signs that read justice and Trump lies. Now, as for pro-Trump supporters, we only saw one truck drive by with Trump flags. It had Pennsylvania plates, but it is not the scene that the former president anticipated as he calls for protests and for supporters to take your country back. So this is a, a this is such a very delicate and strange situation. Um, Trump to be charged headlines. Trump to be charged Tuesday with 34 felony counts, but spared handcuffs and a mugshot. That's an exclusive. They're now saying there are going to be 34 felony charges. The issue for me and all, in all of this is. Um, there is a there is a level of Americanism that seems to be lost in in, in my opinion. Um, our country used to be more about the country than it was about us personally. And, and I've been going through and reading and and thinking a lot about why I feel the way I do. Um, we are seeing a decrease in people that are signing up for the military. We don't know exactly why that is, but there is a lack of investment in the nation. There's a lack of confidence in the nation. There's a lack of people feeling that pa- patriotism is an important part of who they are. Uh, I want to tell a quick, just a quick story. I've told this story before. Many of you know it already. I'm, I would imagine almost all of you know this story already, but it's an example of what um, – what I've been talking about, and it, I don't know why this story continues to run through my mind, but it's an example of selflessness that I think uh, we want to see in a leader, and it's a level of selflessness we would hope we would have in ourselves. Um, before we get into more of what the, what's happening with the former president this morning, I want to. I'm just in my head setting what I wish we could see. If you go back to the time of the revolution, when we uh, we were able to beat back the British and, and earn our independence, um, 
if you read about the Revolutionary War, it was tragic for the for the soldiers, uh, the American soldiers that were there. Um, they uh, they faced. Uh, so much heartache and hardship. Uh, when you when you hear about uh, what happened at Valley Forge and the stories written about the soldiers that had shoes would walk in front of the soldiers that didn't have shoes and put footprints in the snow for the shoeless soldiers to walk in, and how they had stacked bodies up like cordwood until the spring thaw so they could bury their dead, and it was a horrible time. And when victory came, it wasn't uh, at a small cost. It was at large cost. Um, the officers had gathered in a place called Newburgh, New York, and they used to gather in a place they called the Temple of Honor that was just a gathering place. It wasn't uh, a temple. It was just a place they hung out, uh, maybe a tavern or something like that. Um, and Washington had gotten word that the officers were angry, justifiably angry. The, the Continental Congress had promised to pay the soldiers for their time in service, and the Congress then was going to welch and not pay them. So the officers decided that they were going to take up arms and go get what was rightfully theirs from the Continental Congress. They were going to go and get their money by force if they had to. And um, this, the uh, – the British soldiers were still there. The war, although it was over, uh, we didn't have a constitution. We didn't have a country, and it was still very precarious. So Washington went to this meeting place where the officers were to take up this vote, and um, Washington began to speak, and he put on his glasses, and he had, there's a famous quote from this speech where he said, I have not only grown old in your service, I've grown blind. And the men in that room could see that he literally had given his entire life for the cause of this country. And he went on to say to these men that you're justified in your anger. You are justified in being angry as you are. But if you go and get what's rightfully yours and you take it by force, we will never have a country because we won't have a Congress. We'll never get a constitution. And by default, the British will walk right back in and this will be over, over. And everything that you have fought for and everything your comrades have died for. Now, obviously, I'm not quoting. I'm telling you the story as I've read it. And is going to be over and we won't have a country. So if you want a country, you're going to have to sacrifice for your country one more time. And Washington left. It was said Washington left that meeting without knowing how those men were going to vote. And they voted unanimously to stand with Washington and stand down and not, not go and get the money that was owed to them. The point of this story is George Washington was a unique individual that no one else could have led the country if they didn't have the character of Washington. His men respected him so much that they listened to his sense of reasoning, and in spite of them being absolutely 100 percent right in their anger, they did what was right for this country. And I wonder how often we are in the mindset of saying, I know I'm right. I know I'm right. I know I'm right. But knowing that doing whatever it is that you think and getting your revenge or getting what's rightfully yours is not going to be worth it for the overall cause. You do it for your family. Many of you are parents, and you know the sacrifices you make for your children. Many of you that are children, when you get older, you don't realize the sacrifice of your parents until you become a parent yourself. There is a level of maturity there is a level of leadership that says this is not about me. This is about what's best for this entire country. I'm not casting aspersions. I'm not making accusations. But I think that's what's lacking in our country. 
I, I, the more I look at this, that's what I see on both sides of the political aisle. Everybody thinks they're right. Everybody's going to beat the other side down with a hammer. Right now, in my opinion, my humble opinion, we are seeing political theater happen. It is absolutely political theater um, that if uh, if if President Trump were not running for reelection, I don't think these charges would be there. Even Jeb Bush, who was a political enemy in the primary process and beyond, has talked about how political in nature this is. Do the do the people bringing these charges that just literally hate this president, the ones that would show up in, with signs in downtown New York, do they really believe that this is in the best interest of America? I would challenge you and say I don't think that's true. On the other side of this, there are people that are just believers in everything that the former president says and defenders of everything he's ever done. And I would say to you that we deserve leaders. No one is pure. No one is perfect. But we deserve leaders that um, put your interest in front of their interests, that – I, I just see a lack of leadership in our country sometimes, and I think our children are starving for it. I think young people that don't have a sense of patriotism for this country um, have their reasons for it. I don't agree with them, and it scares the hell out of me. But I go back and read American history, accurate American history, and I, I look at the where you know we're not a perfect nation. We have made many mistakes, and we've done many things wrong as a nation. But I still believe we're the greatest country the world's ever seen. And what's happening today is a disgrace. It's a disgrace for everyone involved. We are we are uh, we are supposed to be the shining city on the hill. That's what Reagan called us and he was right. We are supposed to be the beacon of freedom. We are supposed to be the beacon of all of those things to the entire world and the world is watching us tear each other apart today. There is one side that will cheer the fact that this president is going to be indicted, and there's other people that will be booing the fact that this political hatchet job is happening. But on the, either way, it's Americans hating Americans and not allowing anything similar to what might be different than what you already believe seeping into their heads. And I just hope it ends. I hope it ends well. Um, I, I don't want to be a preacher. I, I don't want to sound like I'm trying to be a preacher. I just listen to what's going on and I watch this and I think our country is better than this. And right now we're not acting like it. None of us are acting like it. So we'll be covering this all day. We're going to talk about it every single hour. We'll be talking about what's happening, what we know, uh, any updates are coming. So keep it locked here. Coming up in a moment, uh, we're going to talk about the economy. Overnight, gas prices up again here in the valley. How high could they go and what does it mean to you? We'll do it coming up here in just a moment. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. We they have to live here in this country. Sing it, Merle. That's what I'm talking about. Excellent choice, Jess. Um, let's talk about uh, the economy for a moment and things that are happening. This is part of the issue, this overall issue. I don't know why I'm so – I guess I'm just in a funk this morning about what's happening in New York and what it means for the country overall and, and this fighting and everything else we're doing. We've got real issues. There are real things that are going on. The, the job market remains very, very strong. I still think the American work, workforce works hard. I still think that's an asset to us. I, I, I don't want to see that ever go away. But oil pr- prices jumped 5% after OPEC surprise output cut. 
Not a lot of people expected that to happen. Many of them believe that it's in response to the Biden administration announcing that it is not going to fill the strategic reserve again, uh, the SPR, this year. Um, so what is it exactly? What are we going to see happen as a nation? Um because here in Arizona, we're a little bit insulated, but it's still getting bad. Uh, fuel prices, I think yesterday's average in uh, the valley was 458, and now it's at 462 for Maricopa County. Um, I paid 449, so I don't know if I was kind of in a bubble somewhere where it's a little bit less, but I still paid $4, $4.50. They're seeing this go up. What is this going to mean to families here in Arizona? This is the tough part. Um, I have always maintained that people will it will do the right thing. People like to do, like to feel as if they're doing the right thing. But they lose hope when doing the right thing and they still can't get ahead. It, it's one thing. If you don't plan for a rainy day, if you're one of the people that don't save money, and that's been me most of my life, I don't do the right things with money. That's the way I've always been. And you fall on hard times and you have nobody else but yourself to blame. You have nobody but yourself to blame. You learn a hard lesson. You lick your wounds. You get up. You move on. Um, but when you feel as if, hey, I'm doing the right thing, whether it's you and your, your, your significant other or your spouse, whatever, we're doing the right thing. We're trying to set money aside for our future. We're trying to set retirement money aside. Even though we're younger, we realize that's going to help us when we're older. We're uh, planning a family and we want to be able to put our kids through college. And we're going to get to college numbers, which are shocking here in Arizona as far as cost goes. But people are beginning to get hopeless when they say, I go to work. I do my job. I get good reviews. I got a I'm making more money, but we still can't make ends meet. Gas prices are a huge deal. Arizona, the blend of gas we use is part of it. Refining it is another part of it. Now, oil prices going through the roof. We are now looking at a 462 per gallon um, issue. Um, Saudi Arabia's oil production cuts reflect a cost of reshaping the economy. I thought this was an interesting story about how we're reshaping the economy, but we're doing it on the backs of the American people. I am someone that revels. I love progress, even if I don't agree with it, even if it's not my thing. My thing, um, you know, we all talk about the progress we've seen in our lives, and I'm amazed by it. I, I, I will go back to my grandchildren when my oldest, who is who's almost a teenager now, when he was a toddler. Um, and crawling around, wasn't even walking yet. If I had a tablet in front of me, he could instinctively swipe the tablet, find his games, and play his toddler games before he could talk. It was pretty amazing to see. You know, the changes I've witnessed in, in all the things I've watched happen. But at the same time, while we're watching our economy change, are we forcing things to happen? And is it costing the American people more than it should? That is a great question you know we, we are we are sprinting toward an economy that we aren't even prepared for and here's what i mean by that this administration is driving us as quickly as possible toward electric vehicles and what they call renewable energy we don't know where we're going to get the um all of the things that are needed, the minerals that are needed to make those batteries, they're largely coming from other countries haven't we learned our lesson after the pandemic where most of our um 
we were seeing our antibiotics and other chips and other important things made internationally that could be a national security issue. Our electrical grid is nowhere near in very large places like California, Texas, and other states. The electric grid is nowhere near ready for this. California, in the same week, it might have been a day apart from when California made the big announcement that they are going to outlaw gas-powered vehicles, I think in 2030, and start phasing them out. Within the next 24 hours, they also announced to everybody, if you have an electric car, please do us a favor and don't charge it today because you're going to put too much of a strain and we can have rolling blackouts. We are doing things in a, in a very twisted way, but we're also doing things that are forcing the average working family. Small business owners are getting hammered by this. And there's just got to be ways that we should be better off. And this is not about EVs. It's about policy. This president is at war with the fossil fuel industry. He said it before he was elected. He said it after he was elected, and he said it after he was inaugurated, and he's been on the war path. And we are paying a price when we don't have the ability to immediately make up for losses when you see the OPEC nations just arbitrarily decide a one million barrel per day cut in production for the world. That we don't have the ability to ramp this up and offset that and say we're going to start pumping more oil than into the system if you're going to bring it, you know, and we just aren't doing it. And it's something we need to do. Um, what we're going to do coming up is Zinsmeister is back in for, for Gatos today. We're going to get to that. And then, of course, you know what we're going to do after the 9 o'clock hour. We're going to get more into what's happening today in New York City with President Trump. So we'll get all that coming up here <clears throat> in just a few moments. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. All right, and once again for Gatos is Zinsmeister. What's going on, Steve? Oh, Mike, you are going to hate this idea so <laughs> bad. So, you know, we just got done with March Madness, right? Of course. Men's bracket, women's bracket. Great games on both sides. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question today, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. First Lady Jill Biden says that she would like to invite both teams from the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament Championship game to the White House. The winners and the losers. Mm -hmm. So the question is, which team do you think will hate that idea more? LSU. The winning team, LSU, or the losing team, Iowa? The uh, the big superstar for LSU actually said, maybe we could do our celebration at the Obama's house. She wanted to go to Michelle Obama's <laughs> house. That was her suggestion when the idea of Iowa being invited alongside of LSU. That's, and they're taking a lot of heat for this participation trophy idea as well. I get that Jill Biden probably intended all the best things by saying this. She was at the game, so she's probably trying to not hurt anyone's feelings. Uh, But at the same time, hopefully the president has figured out how to do the one thing I haven't, which is say no to the wife. Um, But the winning team, LSU, their star player came out and said, is this a joke? Like, would you really do that? Because there's no way they would want to celebrate the losing team. And if I'm the losing team, it's hard to turn down an invitation to the White House. But why would I go to the White House when I lost? I don't want to spend any more time with that team. Right. I agree. And and on top of that, it's like it's like both teams getting a Lombardi trophy because it was a close game. You know, no, there's only one team that stays on the field. There's one team that gets to go up on top of that, you know, that truck and get the trophy handed to them. The other team, as hard as they played, gets all the recognition later, but they go in the locker room because they didn't win. 
I've heard you say before, if you got an invitation from any president, regardless of whether you agree with them or not, like them or not, you would I would hard pressed to turn that down. I would go. I would go. But if, but if you were on, if I was on this losing team and I got an invite to the White House, I got to be honest with you. I don't yeah. think I'm going. Yeah, I decline for the reasons we just talked about. It's a fun question. I think it's interesting. It's a very interesting question. So I appreciate it as always. All right, Mike. See you later. All right, that's Zinsmeister. And the uh, Gato's Big Q poll question today is brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. You can go to KTAR.com and weigh in and see how other people have voted as well. Coming up after 9 o'clock, we switch to the border very quickly. Are there big loopholes in the new border plan from the president? There is at least one group that says absolutely. We're going to tell you who it is and what they said in a moment.